Welcome to Balthazar, Beauty, Goodness, Truth, a series of conversations about the life and teachings of Swiss theologian Hans Urs von Balthasar, who is considered to be one of the most important Catholic intellectuals and writers of the 20th century. Incredibly prolific and diverse, he wrote over 100 books. He is also co-founder with Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger of the acclaimed theological journal, Communio. It is the purpose of this series of programs to introduce some of the themes of Balthasar's work, and perhaps to help some understand better why Hans Urs von Balthasar is so important for modern theology and for the lived experience of the Church today. Balthasar, Beauty, Goodness, Truth. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We now continue with Part 5 of our conversation on Hans Urs von Balthasar's Love Alone is Credible with Dr. Larry Chapp. An excerpt from Love Alone is Credible by Hans Urs von Balthasar from the section entitled Love as Deed. The genuine saints desired nothing but the greater glory of God's love. This alone is the condition of possibility of what they do. A person would contradict them outright if, thinking he knows better, he were to interpret their deeds as means of self-glorification. The saints are lost in the depths of God. They are hidden in Him. Their perfection grows not around the center of their ego, but solely around the center of God, whose inconceivable and incalculable grace it is to make his creature freer in himself and for himself to the extent that he becomes freer for God alone. We can resolve this paradox only if we understand, in the light of God's self-gift, that he is love, which is just as jealous as it is without envy, so that it can either exclusively to itself just as much as it casts itself out to all. The sole credibility of the church Christ founded lies, as he himself says, in the saints, as those who sought to settle all things on the love of Christ alone. It is in them that we can see what the authentic church is, that is, what she is in her authenticity, while she is essentially obscured by sinners, as people who do not seriously believe in God's love, and turned into a useless enigma, which as such deservedly provokes contradiction and blasphemy. Romans chapter 2, verse 24. Christ's apologetic, by contrast, can be summarized in one sentence. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. John chapter 13, verse 35. This, however, means demonstrating the truth of dogma, I in them and thou in me, that they may be perfectly one, so that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them even as thou hast loved me. John chapter 17, verse 23. Love is deed, a deed that is genuinely human, with a heavy emphasis on corporal works of mercy, as it is therefore genuinely divine, because it is granted by God's patience and humility, and thus a deed that becomes effectively present through everything that happens in the church, in the preaching and the mass, and the sacraments, and the organization and canon law, this is the proof of spirit and power. 
It is only at this point concluding with a flourish that one can speak about the ultimate mystery of love. This is the magnum mysterium of the one flesh, as being one in spirit, as one bread, one body. A mystery of unspeakable unity, no longer living for oneself, but henceforward living only for the one who loves. Indeed, no longer do I live, but Christ lives in me. God himself shines in our hearts, a reciprocal indwelling that lies beyond all imagination, proceeding from the perception of the veiled vision of the glory of love of the Lord to an ever more glorious reflection through the transformation into the same image which the Lord works through the power of the Spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Now's the time for us who have been handed the message to pass it on. But we have to truly do it. But in, I would say in the same manner as heroically as Dorothy Day, as Mother Teresa, or even Carlos Acutis, the young guy, even though he was facing something cataclysmic, continued to pass on with joy. The enthusiasm for entering into love. Yes. now is the time for the great saints to rise up from among us. Yes, now is the time for the universal call to holiness uh, from Vatican II to really, to really have its moment, absolutely. But we have to have a gut check as faithful. All of those who seem to know or would like others to feel they know the heart of the church, that if we can't pass it on in virtue. To pass it on in virtue to pass it on with creativity, to pass it on with cultural awareness, to pass it on in a way that's visceral and authentic. Uh, One of the great problems, again, with some of the criticism of Balthazar, and what Balthazar understood is that modern people do not necessarily, modern Catholics do not so much need to be catechized as re-evangelized. And thus to throw a bunch of catechisms or proper doctrine at people, I mean that's that's a starting point. I don't obviously you've got to have a baseline of, mm-hmm. of doctrines and catechetical beliefs, but it's not enough. It's absolutely not enough. And that approach, well, therefore, one of one of my biggest problems is this idea. One of the things that caused all the problems after the council was bad catechesis. No, bad catechesis was a symptom of a much deeper rot, and that was the lack of challenge. The, the lack of this sense of eschatological edge that the church had lost in her compromises with modernity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this was what Balthazar's project was trying to recover, that Christological, eschatological edginess that had been lost uh, and continues to be lost, unfortunately. The problem becomes, and this is an example of one of the reasons why we've come together to talk about Balthazar and his work, is because it's not about just bringing forward the the person that you've come to know, I've come to know, benefited from his writing, trying to redeem the, the character of Balthazar that's been besmirched, which is a good enough reason in itself to defend a friend, is to, Absolutely. we're called to do that. Some of the insinuations are just disgusting. Yeah, but, but, the, but the bigger picture here is that this, as you said, there's a ripple effect, because if you want to do Balthazar, we've mentioned this before, it's like a zipper. You begin to unzip everything. Then you start to throw him out 
in this culture that we have, this cancel culture, we have a Catholic cancel culture. Sure where do. You can't even discuss it because you will be labeled a heretic and be flamed out and it scares the bejeebas out of a lot of people, especially wonderful, holy, theologian, praying, scriptural people, because in their mind, we're talking about not just losing YouTube subscribers or doing something like that. We're talking about, in our minds and hearts, of salvation. And so there's the fear creeps in that you can't even have the conversation anymore, and this person needs to be discarded. And there's a real danger here, but with Balthazar, you begin to unzip it, now you begin to go after Benedict, you begin to go after JP2, and then now it's the Catechism, and it's Vatican II, and... Well, the Catechism is suspect, Vatican II is suspect. It's a purity movement, it's a cancel movement. It's a movement of ecclesiological idolatry, where they, they essentialize a certain form and structure of the Church, and then weaponize it against wonderful popes like John Paul and Benedict. All you need to know with regard to the illegitimacy of these movements is that they are attacking Popes Benedict and John Paul. That's all I need to know. Great. Bye-bye. Well, Bye-bye. And, the, and to the sad extent, then the message, you wonder why the millenn- group like the younger millennials, and, or even younger than them, Next Gen and all the other different acronyms that we give, that you know, different generations, yeah. but they leave because what's attractive about that? How does that display love? How does that foster the new evangelization? There's more attracted by the witness of a young Crystal Ray, 15-year-old boy, who is St. Jose Sanchez del Rio, that would die for the cross of Christ. Right. Then all of this time and energy and waves and and different forms of... It really uh, is a kind of neo-Pharisaism as well, insofar as they elevate liturgical rubrics above what is most truly important, uh, you know, the, the pursuit of holiness. That it is possible, for example, for you to be a saint and worship in the Novus Ordo liturgy. <laughs> oh, despite it all, I can still be a saint despite the horrible heresy of the Novus Ordo, and, and so on. It's all just so pharisaical in its rubricism and its hyper-formalism. It's, it's you know, it's, it's nuts. That's all I got to say. It's nuts. And you're right, it's, it's a form of hatred. And a darkness descends in that essence, and that's where fear creeps in, because we're afraid of the dark, because there's an absence of light. We don't know what's around us. We've gone through terrible times. And what needs to be flipped on, you can't, you don't flip on a switch and make it dark. What you do is you flip on a switch and you bring light into a room. The only way you can make it dark is to remove the light. That's why love is so important, because love, Christ, he is the light. That's how you bring it. You bring love into the culture. You bring, you help them to see. You flip the light on. That's evangelization, bringing it, and then let him do the work. He bring them to him. Yeah, yeah. They think they're bringing them light, and they're not. They're bringing them more darkness and more obscurity. You need to bring Christ and his light. Uh, and that includes a lot of things that go well beyond forbidden index of books wow. or a syllabus of errors. And that's essentially a reactionary and defensive form of Catholicism. Mm-hmm. And uh, it served a certain purpose, but its purpose ended a long time ago. And now we need something else. 
Well, and that's how Balthazar will end, Love is Alone is Credible, yeah. is that yeah. it is love is the light of the world. That's it, right. It's not Pollyanna. It's not even Pope Francis. That is something that he tries to communicate to the world is this, you have to love. Now, how yeah. is that going to look? How is that going to be? It's hard to say. And it, it's true in my case, too. What situation will I find myself today where I'm being called to love? And how do I respond to that? And the only way I can do that is by that type of listening. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? No, it's, it's absolutely true. Balthazar ends with this clarion call to, to love is the light of the world, and in particular, Christological love. And so what it points to in my mind is that uh, since I have grave problems with modern sort of political and cultural liberalism, liberalism with a big L, but I also have huge problems, obviously, with the neo-trad sort of sacral integralism, which is a return to an illiberal order. But we need a post-liberal, a post-liberal consciousness here. And so the moment is ripe for a reopening of the question of the public nature of Christ's revelation of this love. The moment is ripe for the church to grasp the handle and to preach a strong and powerful evangelical message, not neutralist, natural law, gobbledygook on abortion or gay marriage. You know what? That didn't work. I mean, I, I support natural arguments, but they didn't work on an evangelizing level. Even with Catholics, we didn't convince them on these moral issues. You got to go deeper beyond the moral issues mm-hmm. to the source itself, the light of the love of Christ. And the church needs to repristinate that and put it front and center and preach it as a challenge to people to come up higher. And this would be our post-liberal moment. I could talk at length about that, but I'll leave it at that. Oh, we can do that next time. There you go. And I hope there is a next time. (laughs) Well, there will be. Any final thoughts on Love Alone is Credible? Uh, No, my, my my final thought would be to link this book with his little book, much panned by so many people, called The Moment of Christian Witness in German, Cordula Odeter Ernstfall, where Balthazar essentially accuses the modern church of a certain lukewarmness in the face of modernity and calls us to understand that the Bible and the gospel are, in a sense, in crisis mode all the time, and that we should be in crisis mode, not hysterical, not alarms, but in crisis mode, an awareness that God could ask of us our life today, an awareness of needing to be not one of the unwise virgins, but the wise ones, not caught unawares. And so I see love alone as his way of saying we need to stop filtering Christ's revelation of God through the lens of cosmology and anthropology, sociology, whatever. We need to let it speak for itself in all of its freshness in order to challenge us and rip us open anew in a way that can then create new insights for how we're to go forward. Well, and here's the real challenge. It's for us to learn to love as he loved. Yes. Well, that's what I mean by living in crisis mode all the time, that we need to understand that our life is meant to be the authentic expression of authentic love. And, you know, that sounds so stupid. Oh, we got to love. That's the hardest thing. It is real love is the hardest thing to do. 
It is. And again, what you just spoke to is all the need for confessio, confession. First, to know who we are and and what we are, and then to move from there, right? Oh, that's a great quote from St. Augustine that Dorothy Day quotes at the beginning of her book, The Long Loneliness, something to the effect of, Oh, Lord, uh, please help me to know myself so I might know thee better. Uh, and, And that is so true of how we love that I need to understand how tainted my love is with self-interest. I need to understand that. I need to know that about myself in order that I can purge it and therefore love thee better. Mm. Wonderful. Dr. Larry Chap. thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. This concludes part five of our conversation with Dr. Larry Chap discussing Hans Urs von Balthasar's Love Alone is Credible. To learn more about this book or to obtain a copy, go to ignatius.com, the website for its publisher, Ignatius Press, or you can find it at any fine Catholic bookstore. To hear and or to download this conversation, along with many other episodes of this particular series, visit bonbalthazar.com. There, too, you can also access numerous audio excerpts from this particular book, along with others from the Balthazar Library. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will consider subscribing to this particular podcast and liking it on whatever platform you may be hearing it on. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about bonbalthazar.com and join us for the next episode of Balthazar. Beauty, goodness, truth.